Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word from March 10th, 2022. On this podcast, every day we get a word from God. And a lot of times I go like line by line uh, through passages of scripture. We've been learning life lessons from the life of Jesus because we believe that 2022 is a year of intentional progress for us. So thank you for tuning in. I pray that you open up your heart to receive what God is about to say to you. And I know that you are going to be ministered to. You shall be blessed by the word of God. Get ready for the word. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. We're a few weeks away from Resurrection Sunday morning. Uh, in this series, I didn't know I was going to get this far, right? I, I told you that we would learn life lessons from the life of Jesus. This is part 42 of that. Uh, once I got to John chapter 19, or really past John chapter 17, I started teaching something called the Road to the Resurrection, which is part 13 today. So uh, part 42 of the overall series, part 13 of the Road to the Resurrection this year. We're going to learn these different steps or hearing from God, planning and preparing, waiting and discerning, uh, executing and measuring progress, then waiting again in faith and patience, and then finally receiving the harvest when it's time uh, for the harvest to come. And so all of that is part of us walking with God, learning from God, discerning the voice of God, becoming the men, the women that God has called us to be. Uh, in yesterday's message, we're still in John chapter 19. Um we got to verse 13. So today I'm going to pick it up from verse 13. I want to read for you John chapter 19, verses 13 through 16. And then I'm also going to read for you something from John chapter 1. So the Bible says in John chapter 19, verses 13 through 16, uh, beginning at verse 13, when Pilate heard this, he brought Jesus out to the place called the stone pavement. In Aramaic, the name is Gabbatha. Pilate sat down on the judge's seat there, and it was now almost noon on preparation day. It was preparation day of Passover week, and Pilate said to the Jews, here is your king, and they shouted, take him away, take him away, kill him on a cross. When I read that this morning, actually, I read it last night, it hurt me, but the next statement hurt me even more. Uh, Pilate said to them, do you want me to kill your king on the cross? And the leading priest, like the leading priest or the high priest, they said, the only king we have is Caesar. Pilate was like, fine, you guys want this man killed? I don't want him killed because really he, he has done nothing wrong. But if you want him killed, I guess go ahead. He, you know, here, here you have, here's the king of the Jews. Here's your king. And the people that were supposed to acknowledge Jesus the most said, while Jesus was right there, the only king we have is Caesar. Like, forget Jesus. Like, like totally dismissing and disrespecting Jesus. John chapter 1, beginning at verse 11. I'll read for you 11 and 12. The Bible says, Jesus, he came to the world that was his own world. In the beginning, actually, if you back up to verse 1, the Bible says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and all things that were made were made by him, and without him was anything made that were made. 
that was made. And in him, so uh, talking about Jesus being the word, the word being God. And so Jesus made everything from the beginning. Jesus was there from the beginning. He wasn't, he didn't just show up at the birth. Jesus is one with the father. It is father, son, and spirit. All things that were made were made by him. And without him was nothing made that was made. Verse 11, he, Jesus, the word came to the world. The word became flesh. He came to the world that was his own. He came to the people that was his own. He came to his own people. And the Bible says that his own people did not accept him. But some people did accept him, the Bible says. And to those that did accept him, to them, he gave the power to become the children of God. What does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you in this morning. As I get into these three things, I want you to open up your heart to receive Three things for you this morning. I'm dealing with, with topics that I believe are very pertinent for today. So number one, the Jewish leaders rejected and disrespected Jesus. As I read this passage, I mean, like what hurt me the most. Sorry, could you say that again? <laughs> technology, sorry about that. What hurt me the most was when Jesus is standing right there. Pilate says, well, here, fine, you want him. Here you have your king. And they said, the only king we have is Caesar. It's bad enough that the people said, kill him. The same people that were saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. Some of those same people were saying, take him away, kill him, nail him to a cross, all of that. That's bad enough that the people rejected him. But the Jewish leaders, the scholars, the people that should have known better, they stood right there and said, no, this guy claims to be a king and that his kingdom is not from this world. Listen, we don't even, I don't care about none of that. The only king we have is Jesus. These were the people that were supposed, uh, is Caesar, I'm sorry. These were the people that were supposed to know when the Messiah was coming, right? These were the people that studied the scriptures. These were the people that studied the law and the prophets. These were the people that were most qualified. You're looking at the high priest. There were two of them at the time, the Sanhedrin, the scholars of his day. These were the people that should have known better. And, and they were waiting on the Messiah. They were preaching the Messiah is coming. They were waiting on the Messiah and the Messiah came and they failed to accept them. The, the Messiah was standing right in front of them and they basically dismissed him. The, the, the Messiah was standing right in front of them and they waved him off like, be gone. Like, like, like you don't even exist and I don't even care and you are nothing to me. And they did that to Jesus. Think about that for a minute. Jesus was standing right there and they did that to him. Number two, Jesus did not seek his validation from men. Listen, I've been walking with God what is this? 27 years now. If you walk with God in earnest, if you learn to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit, and if you seek to live a supernatural life, like you want to become the man, the woman that God has called you to be, and you're going to hear from heaven, and you're going to live by faith, and you're not going to be moved by what you see down here in this world, and you're going to be living by the unseen and not the seen and all of that, right? All the things that I've taught you, and there's all of the life of faith and the grace life. If you're going to live like that, you will be misunderstood. Not only that, not only will you be misunderstood, but then you're going to face opposition. Not only that, but sometimes that opposition will cross over into flat out rejection. There are some people that will reject you. There are some people that will oppose you. There were some people, the text says, the people in that text, they flat out dismiss Jesus, almost like be gone. Like, I mean, like, like, like that. When you, and these were people that he was pouring out his life for. What hurts me the most is that Jesus 
was doing everything that he could to do everything that he could, you know, for, for everyone. I mean, he was ministering to everyone everywhere. He was pouring out his heart. Listen, there are going to be times where you're pouring out your heart for people. And this is one of the things that I've learned in ministry. One of the hardest things to learn in ministry is that the people that you help the most sometimes hurt you the most. Sometimes you're helping people, you're pouring your heart out, you're giving to people, you're doing for people. And when, when you say, hey, listen, you got you to gotta get to the point where you can do it on your own. Now, you know, I'm going to stop. Like, you know, uh, uh, that's it. Like the, the, the help is running out. Like, like, like you, you, we've given you enough. Now you can go on. You should be good. And those are the same people that turn around and reject you. Those are the same people that disrespect you. Those are the same people that go out and talk about you. Listen, you're pouring your heart out for people. And these same people, they don't appreciate it. As a matter of fact, they turn on you. And when it turn, when they turn on you, when it's somebody that you know, when it's somebody that's close, then it can hurt. Why? Because we all want validation. We all want to know in our hearts that, listen, the effort, like I'm putting effort into this thing. I'm putting time and energy and effort. I'm giving you my time and my talent, my treasure. I'm giving you all of that. And we all want to know that it's appreciated. We, that's all we want. We, we just want to know that it's appreciated. We want to know that people can see it. I, I, I'm sure this had to hurt Jesus. I mean, Jesus poured his heart out for these people and they rejected him and they said, kill him, nail him to a cross. And then the most qualified people said, Psh, be gone. I, that's not our king. The only king we have is Caesar. It's like this man doesn't even exist. This man doesn't even count. Like we don't even care. And so if you're seeking validation. One thing I know is that Jesus sought his validation from the Father. That's why he was able to do what he was able to do, because if he sought his validation from men, he could not do what he was doing. And so if you have to seek your validation from men, and someone in the text says, I'm a witness, I've been there too. But let me tell you, if you seek your validation from men, you're setting yourself up to be disappointed. Mental health today, 2022, especially during COVID, Mental health has been a challenge for a lot of people. People are just not at peace on the inside. There are some people that, that don't have peace in their heart. There are people that look in the mirror and they don't like what they're, see, what they're seeing. And they're struggling with their mental health. You know why? Because they're struggling on the inside because they're looking for something on the outside. And, and, and they're not at peace internally because they're waiting for something to come externally. And, and the, the sad truth is that if you're waiting for something on the outside, you may be waiting for a long time. God has given you the Holy Ghost so you can have peace on the inside. Now, now let me say this. In the natural, those people that don't have a, a relationship with their parents or maybe didn't have a relationship with their parents growing up, I, in ministry, I, I've seen this all the time where people are looking for something. They're looking for that external validation. We all want to be validated. We all want to be appreciated. We, we just want to know that we're valued, right? I mean, like we, we want to know that, that, that somebody values who we are. Jesus poured his heart out. This is what kept hurting me was that Jesus poured his heart out for these people and they dismissed him. They dismissed him like he didn't even exist. Now, I, I'll share with you on a personal level. I didn't have a relationship with my father. Uh, my, my mother and father divorced when I was three. And after they divorced, uh, I saw my father just a few times uh, growing up, and, and uh, I saw him here and there. Um, didn't really have a relationship with him. Then I joined the Army, and a few years later, he passed away. So I never had a relationship with my father. I never heard my father say, I love you. I could say this now, and it don't bother me because I, you know, I've been healed. But I'm telling you, there was a time where I couldn't say this. 
And there was a time in my life, if I tried to say this, I would be crying. I never heard my father say, I love you. I never heard my father say, I'm proud of you, right? I never got that from my father. So there was a time in my life when I was seeking external validation. There was, especially from a man, like I didn't have a relationship with a father. So I was always seeking stuff from a man. I like, I needed a father figure. I needed a male authority figure in my life to validate me in some way. And I'm just telling you, I'm just being honest with you. I, I was a young man in the army and I was seeking that. And, and I thank God that God has placed some people in my life, some men, that I appreciate and I honor and have honored me and they appreciate me. And some men have given me that external validation that I was seeking. But even greater than all of that, the greatest validation comes from God. The greatest validation comes from my, my heavenly father. Now, I do appreciate the people that God has placed in my life and they do play a role. But, but the greatest validation comes from God. The Bible says that Jesus came to his own people and they didn't receive him. They rejected him. But the Bible says, but, 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 but some did receive him. Oh, come on now. But some did receive him. Some people did receive him. And to those people that did receive him, he gave them the power to become the sons of God. What am I saying? I'm saying that there's going to be some people, there's going to be some people that don't accept you, that don't validate you, that don't appreciate you. But then there's going to be some people that do. And so when you do have the people that do, like, like you should appreciate them. Like, thank you. Praise God. I thank God for the people that God has placed in my life that will honor me and honor you and all of that kind of thing. But then there's going to be some people that flat out disrespect you. There's going to be some people, there's going to be some people in your life that can see the anointing, that they can see, they can discern what God is doing in your life and they will honor you for it. The Bible says, no, no man after the flesh. They won't know you after the flesh. They will know you in the spirit and in the spirit, they will honor you and they will appreciate the anointing that's on your life. And they will see you as a man and a woman of God. And when that happens, praise God. I thank God because the culture of God's kingdom is a culture of honor. And so when, when you have people that are led of the Holy Ghost, these are people that are going to be men and women of honor and they will honor the anointing that's on your life. And they will honor you for the man and the woman that God has called you to be. And they will honor what God is doing in, with, and through you. And they will honor you. But then there's going to be some people that they just can't see it because they're not honorable people. They're not filled with the Holy Ghost. They're not, they're not hearing from heaven. And they will see you as a mere man. And they will dismiss you. And they will oppose you. And some people may flat out disrespect you like they did with Jesus. Be gone. But when that happens, you got to know that your validation has to come from God. You got to know that, listen, when you're walking with God, when you're, when you're being led of the Holy Spirit, there's going to be people that can see it. There's going to be pe people that can't. And, and so, so you got to be okay with people not being okay with you. You, you got to be okay with getting your validation from the Father. You cannot, listen, listen, look at me. If you are going to allow your internal to be contingent upon the external, then your internal will never be right. Because the external is never always going to be completely right. Your internal has to be contingent upon your internal, which is the Holy Spirit. You have to be at peace with God on the inside. This, there are going to be some people who lack honor. There are going to be some people that, that, that are very disrespectful towards you. There are going to be some people that are dismissive. When your name comes up, whatever, they will dismiss you. They will disrespect you. They would not validate you. They will come up against you. They will oppose you. But at the end of the day, you can pray for them because because their poison can't stop your purpose. You have to come to grips with the fact that some people will never honor you. And Jesus said that a prophet, especially in his own hometown, especially a, a prophet is without honor in his own hometown. There's going to be some people that can't get past the fact 
that you grew up with them. There's going to be some people that can't get past the fact that you used to play tag and freeze tag and red light, green light, one, two, three. And they're always going to see you by your nickname. You know what I'm saying? They're, 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 some people will always see you as Nene or Pookie or whatever, and they will never see you as a man of God or a woman of God. There's, there's going to be some people that will never honor the anointing on your life. And you cannot allow your internal state, your internal condition to be contingent upon their external validation. No, 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 no. You got to learn how to honor appreciate the people that God does place in your life that will honor and respect the anointing on you. But on the inside, you got to be at peace with God. You got to look up and say, Father, you are my source and you are my supply. You are my external validation. You, you validate me. You put your stamp of approval on me. And if God put his stamp of approval on me, then doggone it, I'm good. Whether you acknowledge it or not, I'm good being Rick Pena. Now, there's some people that honor me for being me. And there's some people that don't. And so I appreciate those who honor me and, and those, to those who don't, I love you from afar. I, I, will honor, I, I appreciate you. I'll pray for you and I'm going to keep stepping. Number three, last point for today, you must learn how to deal with rejection. Listen, I know that rejection can be very disappointing. Rejection can cause people to feel down. Rejection, if not handled correctly, uh, people can feel dejected, dismissed, even depressed, right? I mean, there are Christians that are battling thoughts of depression. There are Christians that are battling thoughts of suicide. There, there are pastors that commit suicide, people who love God, people who are being used of God to, to do so many great things, and they feel like they're all alone. And then when something doesn't go right, they feel rejected, and they don't know how to handle it, and they're battling with it. And unfortunately, some wind up taking their own life. So this is, a, this is not a joke. This is a serious issue. But if you look at anyone, anyone, anyone who God used mightily, these were men and women that had to overcome rejection. David, I could give you a litany of people. I just mentioned a few. David was rejected by his father-in-law. Think about that. In one moment, people were calling out David's name. He killed the giant. And, and all of a sudden, well, what happens for whoever kills the giant? Well, their family don't have to pay taxes no more. And whoever kills the giant gets to marry the king's daughter. Oh, snap. I get to marry a princess. So he kills a giant. He marries a princess. He moves into the palace. He's no longer living with his family. He's living there. And he got rejected by his own father-in-law. His own father-in-law tried to kill him. Joseph, we know that Joseph was rejected by his own brothers. I mean, flesh and blood. He had 11 brothers and 10 of the 11 turned on him and tried to have him killed. Moses was rejected by the people that raised him. And so not only did that Moses' mother had to let him go into the water uh, when he could no longer be hid, but he was raised in the enemy's camp. And, and so God saw to it that the enemy had to finance his ministry. And so the enemy had to pay for his education. So the same man, Pharaoh, that wanted him dead had to pay for him to go to school. But he was raised as an Egyptian. E even though he was a Jew on the inside, he walked like an Egyptian. He talked like an Egyptian. He looked like an Egyptian on the outside. He was a Jew on the inside. And when he killed that Egyptian, he was rejected. He was kicked out of Egypt. He had to go live in the wilderness for 40 years. Paul was rejected by so many people that it's too many people to even mention. When I talk about the apostle Paul, Jesus was rejected by his own people. Think about this for a minute. Jesus left heaven just to get us there. Think about that. Think about how crazy that is. Jesus stripped himself of his divinity. The God, though, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. All things that were made were made by him and without him was anything made that was made. In the, in the beginning in Genesis, the Bible says, uh, um, 
In the beginning was God. Uh, so here you have in the beginning, darkness covered the face of the earth. The spirit of the Lord, the spirit was hovering upon the face of the waters. And God said, Jesus was there. So Jesus was there when God said, let there be light. And there was light. And, and, and he saw the light and it was good. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And so, so watch this. God didn't even create the sun, the moon, and the stars to the third day. There was light for three days with no sun. Let that sink in for a minute. But Jesus was there. Jesus said it. Boom. He was there and he stripped himself of his divinity. He stripped himself of his eternity. He came in, in the form of a, a, a human and he came to his own people and his own people rejected him. He came to get us out of everything that Adam got us into. And the very people that he came to save, they gave him the Heisman. They, gave, they said, talk to the hand. They said, be gone. They dismissed him. So listen, learn from Jesus. Last thing I'll say, don't focus on the problem. Focus on the promise. You got to learn from Jesus. Are people going to be, some people are, are fickle. Some people are phony. Some people are flat out fake. Some people will turn on you. But at the end of the day, your confidence can, now I'm not saying, I'm not, I don't want you to sour on people. People are amazing. You got to have good relationships. But I'm just saying that you can't base your confidence in them. Your confidence has to be based in God. You can endure rejection. Look at me. Let, me. let me encourage you as I close. You can endure rejection. You can overcome ridicule. You can overcome opposition and strife. Listen, you are on the road to becoming the man, the woman that God has called you to be. Please don't let anyone derail you from your destiny. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of intentional progress for me. I will be deliberate about the pursuit of the progress that you have destined me for, uh, for me to walk in, in this season. So even when facing opposition, I keep my eyes stayed on you. Every human that you ever used in a mighty way was a human who had to face rejection, ridicule, opposition, and oppression. And every one of them, to a person, kept going. They remained focused despite the challenges. So, like those who have gone before me, I stay focused. I keep my eyes on the promise. I keep my heart set on my divine purpose. I receive my validation from you. I shall not be moved. I shall not be shaken. I shall not lose because I refuse to quit. I keep going, not by my power, but only by your grace. This is how I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, then please go to today's word. Listen, don't you want my notes? You get my notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I want you to do me a favor. This might be a message you need to listen to again, but go into the chat right now. Leave me some comments in the chat. I like to read those and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. This is today's word. Tomorrow we're going to have another one. I love you. God loves you too. I'll see you tomorrow morning.
قبلش